and welcome on back to the Brick House Podcast. I'm Andrew Pissarro, alongside the one and only Joseph Brennan. Andrew, how you doing today? I'm good, Chief. I'm good. Things are good. No complaints. We're into uh, season three, episode six. We're just plugging away through them right now. I think we got a fun little episode planned. I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I think uh, I think we're gonna have a, we're bringing top five back for this episode, which I feel like we need to discuss bringing that back for every episode. But when the time is right. And tonight, the time is right. The time is right for this, but uh, the time is also right for uh, you to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BrickHousePod at Andrew Passaro at ba da 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 da. Time is also right. And what if they wanted to call? Uh, ooh, ooh, wow! Forgot to mention that one on the last episode, didn't we? The oof, hang on, you caught me, you got me. He doesn't even know the it's number. It's nine one seven seven four zero, and then it's six four two nine. Thank God I was able to get to our Instagram, which has the number right there for you to call in. Yeah, call us up. Let us know what you think of the episode. Let us know what you love. Let us know what you hate. Also, leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that helps. Or just any positive review. And yeah. Yelp. Yeah. Well, yeah, we should. Don't forget about Don't, Yelp. Yeah, you can't forget. The Yelp app surprisingly uh, an important app for our friendship because it's how we found the Abbey, RIP, in peace. That's literally how we found it. And, and to quote Joe Brennan, eh, that looks like a total shithole. Let's go there. Speaking of not total shitholes, let's go to our top of the queue. Joe, what are you listening to? John Darnell, the lo-fi musician that leads the band The Mountain Goats, released his second album this year, uh, Getting Into Knives. This is the album that he recorded in March prior to the lockdown. And then after the lockdown, during the lockdown, he recorded a lo-fi album, I think onto his cassette player. And that album came out first, actually. This one, I guess they spent more time mixing down. But pretty good album, uh... Typical Mountain Ghost, strong songwriting, nice uh, tape hiss to it. Um, if you like lo-fi indie Ooh, rock, okay. go for it. All right. Well, would I like it? Uh, and secondly, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, man, but no, nah, it's not up your alley. Fair. Okay. What else are you listening to? The next thing you'll like. Last week, a friend of mine asked me who my f- top five favorite rappers were that weren't Nas, Biggie, Jay-Z, Tupac, then someone else. One of the other so big ones. you said Griselda, Freddie Gibbs, uh, Action Bronson. I said Freddie Gibbs. <laughs> no, I said Freddie Gibbs. I said 50 Cent because I'm, do I'm right down the street from 50 Cent. I love 50 Cent. You and then I find out he's, he's uh, fucking supporting Trump because of the taxes. No, he's so not. Then, like, he literally came out and said, fuck Donald Trump. Okay. Well, I misread that headline. This person said that Jadakiss was in their top five and... I don't know. I, I've never really met, heard anyone mention Jadakiss in a top five, except for Eminem did in his top nine when he did the the song with "When I'm Not Put on This List, It Does Not Offend Me." He's literally on the list of Reggie, Jay Z, Tupac, and Biggie, Andre from Outkast, Jadakiss, Corrupt, and Nas, and then me. Well, I did my homework and I listened <laughs> to the album "We Are the Streets," and I can honestly say he is he deserves to be in that consideration for one of the best rappers. He's he's absolutely phenomenal. This is what the group called The Locks, uh, and this album is highly produced by Swiss Beats, the husband of Alicia Keys. But this track called Recognize featuring Eve is a DJ premier beat who's one of my favorite producers. And yeah, it's if if you like classic hip-hop, like we always talk about newer hip-hop that delves into the, the classics, but this is a legit classic. Definitely check it out, The Locks. Andrew, what you been listening to uh, recently? I listened to something this afternoon. Um, it's called The Food Villain. It's by The Alchemist. Uh, it's like a 20-minute little project that he put out. Speaking of Eminem, who I just referenced, somehow we're talking about Eminem on this podcast today. 
So as we know, we've talked about the Alchemist a bunch. He's the pro- he used to be Eminem's producer. Now he produces for a whole bunch of people on Eminem's label, and and uh, he worked with Freddie this year. He worked with Action this year. He's worked with a whole bunch of people, but he put out his own little project, and it honestly sounded like leftover scraps that he took out of Fuck That's Delicious, which he does with Action Bronson, and then just put instrumentals behind it. Like it's a little bit rambly. It's a little bit of like there actually is a rap track on there. Or kind of a track on there with action. Like, you can just tell, like, a Big Body Best is on it, too. Like, it's just, like, clips that he took out of. Like, no track is longer than a minute and 59 seconds. And it's only, like, a 24. Oh, no. There's a two minute, two minutes, two minutes and seven seconds song to close the album. Uh, I liked I Hate Everything, which has action on it. It's only a minute and 22 seconds. Like, it's, it's like a chill, like, little cooking song or cooking album, I would say. Like, if you're just chopping it up in the kitchen, like, on like a you know weird Sunday afternoon like it's not like oh yeah this is amazing but like it was I was intrigued to check it out because there are so many times that I go and like oh I really like that track I will look up who produced it and it was the fucking alchemist and uh so I'll usually pay attention to anything like it actually gave me a lot of vibes of similar to that um project he did last year with uh, Action Bronson that Ram over uh Lambs over Rice album that I really liked that project and like you could would you say that's a good cooking album as well also a very good cooking album i mean that's a, that's the definition of like it's 4 a.m and you're just up with your friends doing dumb shit album like just just loafing that's a perfect album for that too but i don't i liked it i, I mean I'll, i'm always gonna go give something from the alchemist a listen so i i, I don't know if, if everybody who listens to this is gonna like it but if you are into that type of style i, I would recommend i i i upon hearing some of what Joe was playing from Locks earlier. I would definitely recommend, like, if you listen to one thing from this top of the queue, um, go listen to that. Speaking of all-time great, oh well, we got some news, hip-hop news related, actually, and then we'll get into our topic of the day. Uh, new Drake coming in 2021, possibly new J Cole soon. The name of the Drake album is called Certified Lover Boy, which I hate. I think that's so dumb. Like, it doesn't sound like a hip-hop album name. And I didn't. Lo- it sounds like something that Marvin Gaye would have released, like back in 1977. I honestly, like, if you told me that Marvin Gaye released a track called "Certified Lover Boy," I would believe you. And it's probably a great track, you know. <laughs> it probably fucking slaps. And he he did a collab with Nike, and like the main thing, like half of it is like there's like a dad cap with like it's a white Nike dad cap, and it's got like the you know how every like trashy dude has the lips tattooed on their neck. It's got that like right on the front part of the brim, like the lipstick, like lip kiss. And it's just like dumb. I don't know. I, I, I am usually like all in on some Drake Nike stuff. And I, I was very, very unimpressed. How excited does a possible new J. Cole album excite you, Joe, on a scale of one to 10, though? Well, if you remember uh, last year, I said that J. Cole was the best rapper of 2019. I do remember. So I am very excited for a new J. Cole album. He has impressed me for the past. 10 or so years he's one of the best I'd, I'd say he's a number two right behind uh, Kendrick Lamar for like the past 10 years yeah I hope Kendrick puts out some new music soon I, I think that I think that would really just fix 2020 if you know what I mean like if anything was gonna do it it's probably a new Kendrick album did you send it to Wumbo moving on to other huge worldwide known rappers Biggie Smalls the notor- notorious B.I.G. straight out of Bed-Stuy uh, he was in the news a week or two ago. Andrew, enlighten us. Okay, so I saw this story in Rolling Stone, actually. I mean, I heard about it somewhere else, and then I did some research. 
Um, you know the the famous Biggie picture of him in wearing that like crown that everyone had, like every like kid had. No, not everyone, but it's been all over the place. Where it's it's Biggie wearing the the crown, and it's it's been like all the portrait of many famous paintings, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. See, si, senor. That crown, which was purchased for six dollars, sold at auction for five hundred and nine five hundred ninety five thousand dollars. A lot of money that's dude that's half a million dollars that's that's quite a markup for a six dollar the photographer said that they asked if me if you ask me that's price gou- price gouging right there the person who did it expected it to sell for between 200 and 300 thousand and it obviously went for much larger than that it did include an autograph of the rapper and the photographer and three prints from the photo shoot but apparently it almost didn't happen as puff daddy uh, complained that he thought the cheap crown would make biggie look like burger king biggie did it anyways so i posed the question of you and we're going to bring back top five for this what would you buy what money is no object what five options five five things throughout the entertainment and music world would you purchase on unlimited budget and we'll start with your number five Coming in at number five, I I wouldn't wear it. Hold on, hold on. Fra- uh, okay, all of Joe's are probably going to be guitars. That's my just. That's my. That's for sure my guess here. Uh, you will see. <laughs> uh, um, coming in at number five, let me let me reiterate. I would never wear this. I would probably only touch it once, putting it in the frame. But Borat's green one piece bathing suit. Oh my god. You did not just go there. Great success. You did not. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> There's so many places you could have gone. Like, so many places you could have gone. Are you? Are you, Did you watch the second Borat, by the way? I, Is I, it out? Yeah, it came out over the weekend. Like, people are out oh, there talking shit. about it. Yeah. Are you going to watch it? Hell, yeah. Okay. Of course. I'm not. I love, yeah, I love the first one. I, not my Not my thing. I will put any flannel that Kurt Cobain, Eddie Vedder, or any member of an affluent band, grunge band once owned. Any flannel that fits me and looks good. I plan on wearing this. Like, I don't care. I might not even wash it. Like, I want the sweat from that show at, like, the old 930 Club on there. My number four would be Willy Wonka's Golden Ticket. Because uh, I'm trying to get into Willy Wonka's castle, find out the secret recipe, and get diabetes. Diabetes. I think you could get diabetes without going to the factory i'm very confident of that shout out shout out the recurring theme of you loving charlie and the chocolate factory on this podcast it's all there black and white clear as crystal you stole fizzy lifting drinks you bumped into the ceiling which now has to be washed and sterilized so you get nothing you lose good day sir that's one of my favorite movies i i'm very aware because you reference willy wonka quite a lot Upon editing all of these podcasts, uh, my number four. That and the Playboy Mansion. Yes, you do. Also, you also get down with the Playboy Mansion. My number four is any notebook from Jim Morrison because we, he's secretly not dead, and in one of them, there's probably a map to find him. And if I'm the guy who brings him back, like I'm going to be famous, and I can make a movie and or a podcast about finding Jim Morrison. So I want an old notebook of Jim Morrison. Also, the poetry in there would be freaking dope. Also, probably the drunk ramblings of Jim Morrison would be awesome. I'd be excited to read that. You're up with number three. My number three would be the shirt that Brad Pitt wears in Once Upon no, a Time in Hollywood. It. Yes. I literally fuck had you. To, yeah, you fucking stole this. Damn it. Wait, that's in your top that five? That was literally my next one. No way. Dead ass. 
dead ass. My neck, my number three was all of the fits worn in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> Literally the exact. What the fuck? <laughs> this, this is this is why we are who we are. Well, out of the two of us, who has Brad Pitt hair right now? I mean, you have Pitt hair, but I'll take Leo. Leo had the fire. Leo had the fire leather jacket. He had the other dope fit. I'm okay with being Leo. Look, I'm always okay with being Lucky Leo to your Brad Pitt. Like that's, I'll, I'll take that every time. That's cute. <laughs> My number two is the hoverboard in Back to the oh. Future. If if it were operational, hundred percent functional. Yes, operational. Okay. Um, hang on one second. All right. My number two, and this is also also a, just I want to get some sick fits off. All of the outfits that the Beastie Boys wore in all of their music videos. I had a feeling you were going that, there. like that. Like I mean, we dressed up as the Beastie Boys from Fight Fury to party one year for Halloween. Low key, like that might have been my favorite year for Halloween costumes that we did in college. That was f- yeah. It was your Facebook profile picture for like two years. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, I had a girlfriend during that time period, and she didn't get out in front of that. <laughs> um. But yeah, I'd put those, that there. But also, I mean, the intergalactic one is great. Also, the sabotage costumes are are hilarious. Um, the Beastie Boys always did it right for all their music videos. Uh, go ahead. What's your... And I want like the actual like OG fits, like the old leather jacket, all that shit. What's your number one? My number one, no surprise here. It's a fucking guitar. Yeah. It's Bob Dylan's electric guitar that he played at the 1966 uh, Newport Folk Festival. Um, this is the festival where he came out uh, for the first time as an electric guitarist. Uh, he was primarily acoustic before. The crowd hated him. They booed him. Um, I think they booed him off stage. Uh, but this sold back in 2018 for $490,000. So the the Biggie Crown sold for more than the Bob Dylan guitar. How much did the Biggie Crown sell? $595,000. You know, it's two years ago. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You ready for my number one? Lay it on me. Okay. I mean, we have we all know I was gonna go with something from this band because I am who I am at this point. They had a tour bus. They had a live album called "Stand by Your Van," and I want that van. I want Sublime's tour van from back in the day. It's like an old school like conversion van with with like it's a Sublime on the side of it, and it says Long Beach and. I bet you can still get a contact high from being in that van. Wow, man. That's some heavy shit, man. Hey, man. Am I driving okay? I think we're parked, man. Oh, shit. (laughs) I don't even care if the thing works or not. I just, like... We can park it in my garage and tape podcasts in it. We could literally become, I mean, I know it's a direct stealing from pardon my take, but like the idea of having the sublime conversion van that they drove on road trips up and down California, that's, that sounds perfect. You know what I mean? Like, can you imagine like taping in that van? Like it would just be, I feel like we would have instantly do better content. We'd have to buy a Dalmatian also. I'm oh oh okay. Bend my arm, Joe. I guess we'll have to get a Dalmatian. Oh man, I can probably have to name him Lou Dog. Oh man, I would hate that. Would we also have to start surfing and skating everywhere and live and move to Southern California? I mean, I, that sounds fucking awful. I really don't think I could do that, Joe. No, nah, it sounds pretty lit. I don't know. <laughs> 
Uh, uh. It's been real, guys. Thank you for listening to another installment of the Brick House Podcast. I am Joseph Brennan. I'm Andrew Pissarro. Peace. And this is my house.